Welcome back to Mage Hand High Five. I'm your Dungeon Master, Casey Pappas, and this ranking comes from one of our patrons on Discord, Kay Loutley. Or Cloutly. <laughs> We're not sure. Please correct us. One of we the love two. You. <laughs> uh, listener, if you'd like to hear your ranking on this show, consider joining our Patreon. And for those who've already joined, thank you kindly. <laughs> and so, ranked by most to least likely to have my back in a bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> most to least. <laughs> most to least. Sarah McStay. <laughs> I'm Sarah McStay playing Solomon mm-hmm. Briar. And uh yeah, that makes sense. Gotta 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 put that MMA to use at some point. <laughs> I'd like to not All get right. in a fight, but I'll back you up if we need to. That checks out. <laughs> Max Weinberg. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm Max. I'm playing Stump Steenling. I've never been in a fight, but Stump would absolutely have your back. <laughs> and Robin Langenhop. Hi, I'm Robin Langenhoff. I don't know how to feel about this. I probably would be, like, running for the bouncer to come and, like, save you, knowing that I would not be able to do so myself. Robin, you're kind of jacked, though, I will say. Like, you're, you're pretty Thank you. jacked. It's, it's not going into the punching. It's not for lack of being jacked. It, yeah, it's all it's, in the cast. It's for you're doing the responsible thing and being not in the fight. I think we do have three levels of this, though. I think Sarah would join in the fight. Oh. I would just be in the middle be like hey stop this as like a wall and, <laughs> and robin would run to find someone away. else fully yeah. gone one of the first things i learned about sarah was that they just fought their friend in a field once for oh, fun oh shout just out tony you might be listening to this hey tony <laughs> hey hey tony that's one of the first facts i ever learned about them who won the fight <laughs> tony <laughs> okay hey y'all want to play some D? yeah <laughs> last time on mage hand high five Salome and Hayden go shopping, buying new clothes to blend in. Stump is interrogated about the stranger briefly by Courtois, who promptly lets him go, much to Maverick Lamarche's disdain. However, she keeps the stranger's hat. The group meet up and disguise themselves, warning Portens to avoid anyone wearing the hat of disguise. They attend Dr. Bancroft's presentation on the secrets of Tellura, where Hayden snatches a replica of the amulet. In Bancroft's presentation, she reveals a second door of the Red-Eyed God, and that the door was once looted of ancient artifacts by people until a colossal being drove them away. Unfortunately, the presentation is interrupted by the arrival of a displacer beast and two church assassins, Sent by Courtois to keep things contained. I need everybody to roll initiative. Yeah, I'll you know bet you I'd do. be happy to. Casey, did we level up <laughs> from what? <laughs> that, uh, the experience from, from from the friends that we made along the way. Okay, a uh, stump. That's a seventeen. Salome. Thirteen. Hayden. Twenty-three. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. my thing. We can okay. always rely on one of us. <laughs> Great. So the way this is set up right now, people in the room are all facing the left side of this large, big open space. It's uh, Think of it as almost like a like a gymnasium. Oh, that's right. And <laughs> They play rec league dodgeball in here. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is where the dodgeball association meets. 
Um, so everyone is sort of in chairs facing a stage on the left side. There is sort of a balcony, a second level along the back wall uh, away from the front doors. And so like when you're seated facing the left, facing the stage, the balcony is to your right. The entrance is behind and to the left. Got it. The Displacer Beast just walked in the door. On one side of the door is Stump. On the other side of the door is one deputy, sort of there just for security. Everyone has noticed the Displacer Beast because it came in growling. A Displacer Beast is a panther-like creature. It has a couple extra appendages, like two extra sets of four paws and uh, three tentacles along its back one of which is its tail and it is sort of a panther that has sort of fey energy fey magic and so is able to project a magical illusion that it is not where it is stump because of your unique position you're the only one who saw two church assassins uh enter from a room on the second floor and there there are like staircases on either side of the room to go up to the second floor. The dodgeball's official office, uh, you know, like the dodgeball leagues. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where the referees go to confer some, uh, like, important calls. Is there, a, is there like, a coach in there just freaked out, uh, hiding under a desk? <laughs> shit, shit. Get, get every dodgeball we've got! Somebody's gotta go back and get a shitload of dodgeballs. <laughs> Guys, get the bladed dodgeball. <laughs> it's time. You can dodgeball, you can dodge revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden... Unsurprisingly, you are the first to go. Yes. So you are in the midst of the crowd. I don't remember exactly where you chose to sit down. Are you towards the front or are you in the middle? I am right by the table with all of the objects on display because I just stole the amulet. Okay, great. So you are actually behind the crowd. Uh, You are actually closer to the Displacer Beast than most. Yikes. Great. But not closer than Stump and the deputy, who are, like, within striking distance. What? Yeah, you're on either side of the door, dude. (laughs) Yee! I have two questions. Okay. One, what's the lighting situation in this room? It's 7 o'clock, it's dusk out, and so there are candles, like, there's, there's, like, a chandelier in the middle of the room. Like, an old-timey, like, wooden chandelier. And so it is candlelight bright in here. But it's a it's a large room lit by candles and lamps, you know. Got it. So I'm not I'm not an invisible spooky stalker guy. No, but there are opportunities to do so. Like there are yeah. there are like curtains along the walls and things like that. <laughs> Hide behind a curtain. <laughs> I mean, there are opportunities. What do I have near me that I might be able to use to get elevated? How how high are you talking? Because you could get on one of the exhibit tables. I'd love to get advantage. Because of shooting from above. Mmm. Okay. You just ride the chandelier up? Yeah, drop the chandelier on the crowd. <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah, I think your best chance would be to be getting up to the second floor. You could either run to either side of the room to try and get up the stairs, or you could, I, I mean, there are posts holding the balcony up along the back wall, so you could try climbing one of those. It's closer and would probably take less of your movement. I would happily do that. I'll say that it's probably like 10 feet to one of the poles. Yeah, because you have an extra 10 feet. So you get there and you still have your full movement. So you would be able to get up to the 15 feet. I think you make it up to the second story. Here's the thing. 
When you oh. well, when you get onto the second story, you see that you're not alone because there are two assassins up here. Okay. You alight onto the second story, and you see these two. They're both wearing black body suits. On one side of their face, there is a red stripe. In their belts are swords, and they both zero in on you. I spot them go, lovely to see you. I am busy at this particular moment, but I will get to you later. And I turn back (laughs) to the Displacer Beast. My eyes narrow, and ooh, I cast Hunter's Mark. Okay. And now I hit it with many, many arrows. Oh, Boy, and are oh these boy, with advantage oh because of the height that I just took? That will cancel out the disadvantage that everyone has on attack throws against Displacer Beasts. Oh, we love that. Okay. 21 for the first hit, 13 for the second, 16 for the third. Those all hit. Yes. All of them hit. Great. <laughs> the third do a little bit of damage there. There it is. There it is. That's 31 damage. Ooh. Hell yeah. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Stop yeah. interrupting my Ooh. speeches. I like watching speeches. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you like turn away from the assassins who are just so dumbfounded that you just turned your back on them and level your crossbow. The wind settles and then you unleash like three <laughs> crossbow bolts, they hit down the creature's back. It rises up onto its hind legs and roars in pain. And you do a decent chunk of damage to it. Bad kitty! How's it looking? It's looking mad. It's looking pissed. That makes sense. Next in the order is uh, is the displacer beast. So here's the thing. There are two equally appealing targets. I'm going to roll a d20. If it is a 10 or a higher, it's going to attack the deputy. If it is a 9 or a lower, it's going to attack Stump. Oof. It lands, roars again, sort of turns to see who is closest to it, and then raises a mighty paw and just clobbers the deputy. And that's a crit. (laughs) Oh, no. Brings down a paw. You hear a crack, like an audible crack. Uh, The deputy falls to the ground and does not move. Oh, shit. And then it turns to you, Stump, and... And... I make that sound right back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do it now, please. (laughs) <laughs> Better than I expected, honestly. <laughs> Stump, now I have the time to get a cough. You need a lozenge there, sweetie? <laughs> hey, speaking of which, Stump, it is your turn. <laughs> so after Stump Man goes right back at the... Uh, you sure you're okay, honey? Oh, I'll get a lozenge later. All right. So right after Stump makes that sound right back at this displacer beast, he's going to pull a vial from his bandolier and undo the stopper and it has this uh, white powder inside of it and he's going to take off the stopper and just blow it all over the uh, displacer beast and that's going to be the poison spray cantrip so I'm going to need a constitution saving throw. What are we beating? 15. 
That is a 16. Mm. <sighs> okay. It's a 13 plus 3. Well, nothing happens. Okay. And so, I guess in that case, I will just use my new bonus action disengage that I get from Rogue's cunning action ability and just run the hell away. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! Yeah, you take out a vial, toss it in the panther's face. It sort of just splashes across its face. You see it sort of like flinch. <laughs> You know the cat like wet paw thing where it like yeah. shakes. <laughs> it's it's sort of like it does that cat face where it goes Mwah, and then like <laughs> shakes itself and you see that nothing happens and you go oh and you turn and bounce. <laughs> I'm gonna run towards Doctor Bancroft. Okay. Yeah, that's best. You are running towards the stage. Uh, next in the order are the assassins. Hayden, out of the corner of your eye, you see them start to go for you, and then a third person appears from the room. That person you hear says, go after the others. This one is mine. Do I recognize this voice or this person? It, it, It is almost impossible to tell the person is whispering. Is there a hat? There is not a hat. Okay, I'm going to ask that question of everyone. Oh, yeah, no. That, that, that is a very logical question to ask. Is it the, is it the dodgeball coach? <laughs> it's the dodgeball coach, of course. It, it's a guy in shorts that are a little too short, a white shirt, and with a, with a dad stash. And he's like, let's go, boys. <laughs> so instead, the two assassins are going to drop off of the balcony. Oof. They sort of just throw themselves off the balcony, like like artfully, not like, <laughs> you know, devil may care. Like, they, they are doing this with intention. So they take just a little bit of fall damage because it's higher than 10 feet. God, that's so metal, though. <laughs> uh, they, they have no time to waste. And they, yeah, they, uh, they know who you guys are. Um, so one of them is going to run for stump, is not going to make it all the way there. Stump, you out of the corner of your eye see one of the assassins like running along the other side of the crowd, keeping pace with you basically. Like you look over and this other person is like running alongside you about 30 feet away. Salome, the other one is going to run at you. Oh. You are fully facing this displacer beast, uh, and then someone just runs up on you. Oh, howdy there, darling. Didn't see you. Who the hell are you? What the fuck is happening? That's the third 20 I've rolled. <gasps> what? Oh, Can God. you protect yourself? Who? The only thing I have to do that is shield. On the plus side, rolled a two for the other hit. <laughs> that one doesn't hit. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie, I'll come help you out as soon as I deal with whatever this mysterious voice is up here. Psalm is midway through getting stabbed and doesn't hear that. <laughs> uh, that is 10 points of, of piercing damage as they sort of stabbed a katana into your side. Yeah, that could be worse. It's the second time this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was two weeks ago. (laughs) Great. That is the two assassins. Next in the order is Salome. All right. I think I look at the assassin and just go, well, you know what? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and I'm going to attack the assassin with booming. (laughs) (laughs) That is a 17 to hit. That is going to hit. Roll damage. So that's attack with Booming Blade, which now does a D8 of damage by itself. 
Okay. I'm going to tack on a first level smite onto that. Okay. So that's going to be 48. 33 points of damage against the assassin. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing too well. Yeah, no, you slash this person across the chest, give them a grievous chest wound. Great. They're already looking not fantastic. Great. I love, as I do, I think the, like, thorns come out of the smite in my sword and start wrapping around this guy's chest and, like, squeezing them like a boa constrictor. Okay. Yeah, no, like, it's just thorns are, like, digging into their flesh. Like, it's a nasty scene. Like I said, honey, stupid games, stupid prizes. (laughs) (laughs) You just hear, <laughs> in response. Uh, oh, and then actually, uh, real quick, I'm just going to yell to the professor. Hey, uh, darling, if you don't already know, I think you need to get the hell out of here. You, yeah, you look at the stage and see the professor like duck under the podium. Perfect. <laughs> in the little lectern. <laughs> Great. Next in the order is the new guy up on the balcony with you, Hayden. Yes. This guy looks like the others, but he has a, like, red pauldron on one shoulder to signify command. This this guy's this guy's the ringleader. I must say, friend, the brooch, it's a little tacky when they're that large. If you had something a little more understated, I think it would work better with the <laughs> overall ensemble. <laughs> oh, this guy, he does not even acknowledge you. He just, he keeps coming at you. Hey, Casey. Yes. Do you want to be a really nice DM? No. What? On my first round of combat, I should have rolled an extra D8 on my third attack. Can <laughs> I do it still? <sighs> Just add a teensy it- bit more damage? My inclination is to say yes. However, this is not our first combat anymore. But I'm asking you so nicely. <laughs> I will let you do it this <gasps> once. But no more after. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's four damage. Oh, Hayden's Thank about you. to die. Four damage. Thank you. Bye. All right. On this person's turn, on this assassin's turn, they're yes. going to point a finger at you, Hayden, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. That's a nine. Hayden, I don't like that. You drop your crossbow. As your entire body freezes up, all of your muscles tense at once, and you find that you are paralyzed. I don't like that. Top of the order. Actually, I need to roll a secret thing. No, no. Do you need to? What if he didn't? Do you have to? What what if he didn't? Okay. Rolled a secret (laughs) thing. Next in the order is Hayden. (laughs) Hayden. Yeah. You can make another wisdom saving throw to try and end this paralysis. Oh, do better, sure. kid. I'm going to use a different d20 for that because I didn't like that other roll. That's a 21. Is that yes. a little better? You are frozen only for a second. And then your muscles loosen up again. And you are back on your feet. Ooh, feeling all the tension leave my body. You know, that was actually quite nice. Thank you for that. I would like to kill you now. Great. Next is the Displacer Beast. Uh, The Displacer Beast turns. Well, I mean, it doesn't turn because, Stump, you ran away from it. 
so it is going to follow you. Mm. What if it didn't? Hey, Stump, <laughs> what's your what's your movement speed? Uh, 30. Great. Uh, the Displacer Beast catches up to you. Wait, <laughs> how many attacks of opportunity does the crowd get? <laughs> yeah, who's feeling brave? <laughs> See, seeing as how they are all stuffy old academics, uh, none of them. <laughs> what about Gary? I really believed in Gary. I think Gary might have just passed out and died from <laughs> Hey, fear. commoners can do 1d4 of damage. That's fair. <laughs> it misses on the first attack. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, it's got two? And it mi- and it hits on the second attack. Wait, what did it roll? Oh, to hit an unnatural 20. Yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, great. Stump, you're running and you you feel whack, whack as two of its tentacles just slap you across. One of the tentacles slaps you across the back. What kind of damage is it? Is it somehow elemental? It is five points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, that's fine. And three points of piercing damage. Cool. And that is its turn. Next, I believe, is Stump. Can I see what's going on? Like, where am I? How far is this balcony from me? I'll say that uh, you just reached the stage. The balcony is probably another 20 feet away. Uh, Like, the stairs leading up to the balcony are 20 feet away. If I yell out the open door for help, will that do anything? The door is not open. Who closed the doors? Good question. That is a good question, actually. So Stump is going to look at this displacer kitten. Displacer kitten? (laughs) Don't don't make him cute or I won't be able to fight him. (laughs) I love kitties. (laughs) I have a black Salma cat. Salma is like, I will, I will let this kill Stump. Look, I love a critter, Stump. You can't talk about it like it's a little kitty cat. I'm already right. having a hard time. <laughs> Max, what are you doing? Yeah, so Stump looks back at the Displacer Beast and kind of makes that sound again. Like, <laughs> And takes out his vial of poison, the same one, and blows it on the cat. So that's going to be the poison spray cantrip. Okay. So make a constitution saving throw. Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> that is a 15 plus 3. That is an 18. Oh, it has a plus 3. I might need to stop doing this. Uh, so <laughs> Stump just kind of throws powder on this cat again. <laughs> and then uh, Stump's just going to take his bonus action disengage from cutting action back to the door from where he came from. Then Stump's going to open the door and kind of shout out, Hey, uh, anybody can uh, want to come help or anything? We kind of got this big cat. It would be really appreciated. Uh, thanks. Stump, you toss powder into this cat's face, <laughs> and it, it just looks like you dunked a cat in flour. <laughs> <laughs> like, its face is just white now, and, and, it, and it is not hurt at all from this. And then you don't you don't take the time to to register. You just run past it. You run to the doors. You place your hands on both of the handles, and the doors are locked. Shit. Uh, so I kind of shout that to the crowd. Uh, hey everybody, the doors are kind of locked right now. So um, yeah, uh, panic. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, re- uh, I recommend panicking. Just, just, just cause some chaos. You panic. Your crowd control leaves something to be desired. Uh, I don't think control should be a good solution right now. So I think we should panic. You don't like. You don't need to tell these people further. Like they are already screaming. Some of them are like 
under their chairs, just quaking. One of them is using another as a human shield to try and, like, keep that guy between himself and the Displacer Beast. Several of them have actively, like, gone to the two other doors to try and leave. One of them is cowering at the bottom of the balcony steps. There's a lot going on. I know I just said to panic, but if you want to help out, that would be really great. Maybe just, like, smack this thing with a chair. You you might as well be talking to a brick wall. <laughs> I'm going to roll with quadruple disadvantage. You know, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll have you roll a persuasion check with disadvantage against this crowd. Just regular disadvantage? Yeah, there's no quadruple disadvantage. 15. What? <laughs> hmm. I rolled a 19 and a 15. Some of the, like, younger academics kind of go, yeah, okay, yeah. And, like, you see one of them pick up the chair, <laughs> pick up their chair. The ones who went to liberal arts schools. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. These are the guys who went to, like, the equivalent of Harvard and were on the crew team, so they're just, like, fucking jacked. Like the people who stand up are, like, the trade school guys, honestly. <laughs> oh, they're the excavation crew for Helena Bancroft. There we Absolutely. Go. Yeah, these these are the muscles of academics. Shout of out academia. trade schools, actually. <laughs> Truly. Uh, next in the order are the two assassins. Um, the, the first one sees you, like, juke out the displacer beast and run back the other direction and sort of, like, doesn't <laughs> know where you're headed. He's going to use his full movement to go back across... <laughs> the other side of the crowd and is like on the same side of the room as you now and is just like ugh, like ready to get you. Hit the chair. He's going to point a finger at you and I need you to make a deck saving throw. I pulled it. Does he fart? <laughs> oh, oh, only a tiny bit. Just a little too. <laughs> just a little too, but you still have to do the deck just, save. <laughs> he just, and, he, uh, and he is so embarrassed. Yeah, he, just, he just shits himself a little bit. What's that dexterity? 12? You see, like, flames erupt from his oh, finger. Yeah. Don't want to pull that. You are able to, like, duck aside in time as the flames, like, blast the door behind you. Oh, watch out for that flaming tooth. Is Great. that the pox? <laughs> did it come out his ass? <laughs> <laughs> it, it did. Surprisingly, it didn't. It's <laughs> the hellish rebuke. <laughs> hellish retoot. Fuck off. All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You want to make this scary so bad. And it is. We're so scared. No, nothing scary to me. Uh, you guys. All right. Um. <laughs> Casey's seething. He's going to kill us. You, you guys be careful. goobs. Also on this turn is the one attacking Salome. Um, that one is going to... He's going to snap his fingers on a bonus action and give himself an extra plus two to AC. As you see sort of this shimmering, like, force field sort of surround him. And then he is going to attack you again with his uh, blades. That is a unnatural 20. Hits. And a 17. Misses. Okay. That is going to be seven points of piercing damage. All right. Enjoy it while you can, honey. Great. Um, <laughs> doesn't say anything back. <laughs> Great. 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 <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, Salome, it is your turn. This guy's looking pretty hurt. Uh, he's looking fairly hurt. Yeah, I could really use some extra HP right now, so I think I am going to cast Hexblade's Curse on this guy. Okay. Just to get extra HP if he dies. Okay. That is only a 12 to hit. 
That is not going to do it. Yeah, I figured as much. And that's my action. That's my bonus action. Believe that's all I can do. <sighs> okay. Yes, yeah, sometimes you deal 37 damage and sometimes you deal none. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Next in the order are the academics. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. They are. What stat block are you using for them? Commoner? They are commoners. Oh, boo. However, I will say that their chairs do. Their chairs do a d4 of damage. There it is. Uh, and there are three of them. John Cena! <laughs> They're all going to take turns attacking the Displacer Beast. Oh, oh. my god. They're all going to have disadvantage. Uh, well, unless one of them hits. They're gonna die, heroes. <laughs> Wait, but Robin already hit the Displacer Beast. Not this round. Oh, it's every round? It's every round. Here's the thing. The first academic nails it. <laughs> yes! yes! Gerard! Oh. Yeah! Whoever you are, we love you. The next one fucking crit. Yes! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that is yeah. four. Nat. 20s. What is oh. happening? Shout and out one more. trade school. Let's go. <laughs> uh, the third guy misses. but That's okay. Good effort, guy. First one does one point of damage. Hey, it's something. Second yes. academic does six points of damage. Yes! yes. <laughs> that ain't nothing. Yeah. Bethany just crit on his ass. Uh, Bethany the first, just fully crit. Uh, the first academic hits and it's sort of just a glancing blow hits the cat on the back the second academic though <laughs> fully hits the cat in the snout and you can see the the combination of getting hit in the snout and the powder just uh, the cat just sort of <laughs> and is completely disoriented there you go and then you know sasha was just a little caught off guard by their colleagues smacking a cat but yeah. shout out Bethany, though. Like, Bethany's <laughs> killing it with the. <laughs> Bethany kills it. Sasha comes up and just biffs it. Like, completely misses. Is <laughs> like, way to go, Bethany. And then misses and goes, fuck. <laughs> I have genuinely never been more excited in a game of D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Next in the order is, um, is the big boy assassin. Big boy assassin is frustrated that you shook off the whole person. You see him, like, snap his fingers. You see a force field sort of envelop him. Oh. And then he charges at you and is going to make two attacks with his saber. He's going to try. That is an 18 and a 23. Jesus, Casey. Well, you know what? Those are both going to hit. Okay. That is going to be three points of piercing damage on the first attack and six points of piercing damage on the second attack. Uh, next in the order is Hayden. Yeah. All right. Hey. Right. Okay. So, how's this di displacer beast looking? I know I should really be focused on the person attacking me actively right now, but wildly, after the academics wailed on it, yeah, it it's starting to look bloodied. All right. <laughs> hmm. So I have a conundrum here in that I spent this little spell to cast my hunter's mark on the displacer beast and. All my firepower would go in that direction, but I have someone actively killing me two feet in front of my face. So... Isn't it a bonus action to move it? Only once it dies. 
Oh. I can't move it until the creature dies. Doing my best. So y'all take care of that so that I can do a little better up here. But I will focus on the one who is actively trying to murder me. Okay. So, because of my crossbow expert feat, my disadvantage from being close to the enemy is uh, Mm -hmm. undone. And also, I get to have my third attack. Yes, because of crossbow expert, I can have a third attack. As my bonus action. Woo, so nice. I'm doing that. Let's do it. 26 for the first hit. Hits. 23 for the second hit. Hits. 16 for the third hit. That hits. <gasps> yes. Yes, Hayden. Now, I mean, these are assassins. That is a total of 23 damage. Yeah, Hayden. Okay, yeah. Get you, out of thun, my thun, thun. face. Hayden has dealt 50 damage in two attacks, and I have thrown powder on a cat. <laughs> Maybe it's the con saves on the Displacer Beast. Three arrows <laughs> stick into this assassin. You give me back my property and I will let you live. It's weird. All three of your shots sink in and you you know, you feel that you do a lot of damage to this guy. He does not flinch. Like, he, he mm. takes these hits like a fucking champ and keeps coming. Can I make an insight check about that? Yeah. 19. 19. With a 19, he's moving with machine-like precision. Like, it is it is weird to see a person of flesh and blood moving like this. In a magically augmented way or in a I am Maybe. determined kind of way? Is he bleeding? He, you think it, he is bleeding. So you know that he's a person. But people don't move like this. He, he, it is machine-like precision. Every move he makes is calculated. It's, it's as if you're facing a machine. Hope everyone's doing all right down there because I've got a whole thing happening up here. I think, I think everybody's got something on. I'm going to try to be with you in just a second, Hayden. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll put you on my dance card. Just give me one second. I got this dance with somebody first. Next in the order is the Displacer Beast. The Displacer Beast roars, uh, sort of sees these three academics attacking it, but also sees Stump across the room who blew powder in its face. (laughs) And weirdly, like, it's almost worse. (laughs) Why is the nasty feline sugar-coated? Could someone fill me in on that bit? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, I uh, threw some powder on it. Why? Why did you do this? Thing? Well, I just kind of felt like, and I, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying something new here. Oh, it's better than I'm like actively dodging attacks from this guy. Like, what is happening down there? I do not understand. Don't like, worry it, about it. It's blinded from the powder, and so it, it it feels that it gets hit. It sort of like rubs the powder out of its eyes, turns, and sees you across the room, stump, and is going to try and run for you again. Oh. Three opportunity attacks from the grad students. Yes! No, 100%. It takes opportunity attacks. Can Sasha, Bethany, and George, what is his name? Gerard. Gerard. Gerard, Gerard Sasha, and Bethany? Get it. <laughs> that hits. That hits. <laughs> that does not hit. Okay. Oh, oh, so come on. It, Sasha, you gotta get your head in the game. <laughs> Sasha's... <laughs> Sasha's hurting it. It's hurting out here. But the, uh, Gerard and Gerard and Bethany both connect. <laughs> Yo, Gerard and Bethany are both joining the party. Hey, <laughs> kids, Ger- y'all have Gerard, time? Gerard has, like, the precision game. Bethany's bringing the heat on numbers. Like, <laughs> she, she's, she rolled a four both times. Oh, <laughs> she's throwing haymakers. That's... 
seven points of bludgeoning <laughs> damage from these folding chairs. Sasha, I know the pen is mightier than the sword, but I think that the metal folding chair will actually be more helpful in this moment than the pen. Sasha's <laughs> like, what I bring to the table is less of a conflict thing. It's kind of an X factor. Honey, now it's not. <laughs> <laughs> now is not the time for soft skills, honey. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this placer beast runs up on you, Stump, and is going to attack you. <laughs> More of an X factor. First attack hits, second attack misses. Cool. You know what my favorite thing about the academics hitting? Is that I don't have disadvantage on my <gasps> attacks anymore. That actually is so helpful. It's true. Yeah. That's really helpful. It's Gerard's coming in. Gerard's Gerard coming Bethany. in hot on this. Sasha, I see you. You're doing like, great. They're 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 doing pick damage on this thing. Uh that is going to be uh, 12 points, uh, 9 points of bludgeoning damage, 3 points of uh, piercing damage. As one of these tentacles slaps down on you. How you looking? Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Stump's charisma went up. Yeah, it's that <laughs> wounded love look. That. Displacer Beast just went, Stump, it is your turn. So Stump is going to start his turn by just cheering on the grad students to zero mechanical advantage. And then he's going to take his bonus action to run kind of about halfway to the other side, like towards Salome. Uh, would I be able to reach that with 30 feet of movement? Yes. Yeah, you Awesome. Can. About halfway through, I'm going to stop and take out my crossbow and shoot the guy that's uh, with Salome right now. Okay. That's a 19 to hit. Yeah. That will hit. Get it. Great. Ow. So because Salome is right there, I'm going to get sneak attack damage. So that's going to be... 12. Yes. 12. Okay. This guy's starting to look pretty hurt. Okay, right. cool. Uh, then I'm just going to run the rest of the way to Salome. Appreciate you, Stump. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just trying to hide. <laughs> Where are you going? Stump, Next to you. you. Oh, are you trying to hide behind me? Yeah. Stump, what, what the hell? I thought you were here to help. Come on. I mean, I could do that too. Well, we'll figure it out later. My dress ain't that big anymore. You can't hide behind it. Uh, next in the order are the two baby assassins. Yeah. One of oh, them the is one gets shot in the shoulder by Stump. That one's got its his eyes on the prize. He's going to keep attacking Salome. Yeah, all um, right. Salome is the prize. Well, thank you, honey. Oh. Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> you see this guy raise his blade out in front of him and sort of like sweep two fingers across it. And as you do, like black magic rises from the blade. And then he's going to try and hit you with it. Okay. He brings his blade back, brings it in, misses you. Oh, yes. <laughs> but it looked really fucking cool. And that's yeah. his turn because that was a spell. <laughs> the other one the other one watched you disappear into the crowd stump and is going to run in after you. You hear him run up to you and say, "Stop running." And then holds out a finger. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Is it a spell? It is a spell. Yeah, I finally get to use this ability because deep gnomes get advantage on mental saving throws against spells and magical effects. Very Ooh. nice. Roll Very this wisdom nice. throw with advantage. Which is good because I have a plus zero to wisdom saves. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that advantage came in handy because I got a four on the first dice and a 17 on the second one. Ooh. There she is. You love to see it. Ooh. Boy, you you feel your muscles freeze up for just half a second, but you will it away. 
Stump then makes this cat noise right back at the guy. (laughs) I'm beginning to get concerned about you, friend. Salome, it is your turn. All right. I think I just got to try to kill this guy. I'm just always so nervous about having one hit. Oh, attack him with Booming Blade again. Uh, Does a 14 hit. How long does Shield of Faith last? I thought it's it was, a concentration I spell. I thought it was concentration. It, it is. It is. I got to roll to keep up concentration. Yeah. That's a five. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Yes! 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 You hit. Oh, roll stump, damage. I love you. Ugh. I wow. needed this. Yeah, you got it. 12 damage. How do you kill him? Yes. Or do you kill him? Yeah. I think okay. for a second, Salome hesitates thinking about the conversation she had with Portance about her aunts being so good and then is reminded of him also saying like some people aren't built for the high road and I think she decides at least for now that she is one of those people and Mm. I don't even think she stabs back into him I think she takes the thorns that are already wrapped around them pulls them tighter and goes I'm sorry sweetheart I got better things to do and walks away and just lets Ooh. him suffocate. Hey, the, hey, don't don't leave me here. You as these vines sort of wrap further and further around him, they envelop him entirely until you there is nothing you can see of him. They pull tight, you hear a <gasps> and then the figure collapses under these vines. Mmm. And I think she, like, stuffs down whatever remorse is there underneath how furious she is at how many people are trying to, like, power grab in her home. As you walk away, you do see a figure in the corner of the room. Hmm. Long tassels hanging from their hat. And they walk past you as you walk away. To the figure on the ground? Yes. Can I just look at it and say, Who are you? You some kind of specter of death? The figure kneels next to the body. You see them sort of bring a knapsack from under their duster. You see them start to reach for the body on the ground. And as you speak these words... They suddenly, like, raise their head, glance around, and then lock eyes with you. And you sense that this is the first, this is the first time that they have seen you back. Oh. And then they vanish. I'm sure I'll see you again soon. Next in the order are the academics. Let's go. GS, welcome to school. I did get four HP back from that death, by the way. 4 HP back. Mm-hmm. Incredible. <laughs> one, one of the academics, uh, like Gerard turns to Bethany and uh, Sasha and says, Once more unto the breach, dear friends. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Gerard. That was great. And thanks, they, Gerard. They all <sighs> charge the displacer beast, like folding chairs over their heads and oh, all take Lord. turns whacking at it. Oh shit, wait, no, I got six, uh, six HP. Sick. They all hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> joining our party after They're this fight. They're so good. They better level up after this. I love them. 
That is five damage total. Yes. <laughs> hey, every little bit. Just whittle it away. Just bah, 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 whacking it with chairs. And it's looking fairly hurt. Like, it's it, a, a very big chunk of its health is gone now. Next is the big assassin. Big assassin is on you still, Hayden. Why so interested in me, huh? Hayden, you watch they grasp their blade in both hands and you see this just black magic course along the blade and they try and shove this blade into you. Do you crit again? Is that a one or a 20? You crit again, didn't you? What is it? It's a nat one. Oh! (laughs) That face means one of two things. What happens on that particular nat one there, Casey? Does it stab himself? Does the displacer cat eat it? On a nat one, something weird happens. Ooh. All right. For the first time in this fight, he goes back. You feel in your heart of hearts that this blade is going to hit you. And it is going to hurt. And then for the first time in this fight, you see sort of a hesitation as the blade comes towards you. And the figure stumbles and it is weird. Casey. You know, for someone so obsessed with the eternal flame, you should not be playing with darkness. Next in the order is you, Hayden. <laughs> this is not advantageous for me to do. Okay. But I feel like an opportunity has been opened up from the stumble. Mm-hmm. Can I make a shove attempt to take him off the balcony entirely? Yes. All right. I'm not good on, at this. On his nat one, <laughs> on his nat one, I will give you advantage. All right, all right. Shove is contested athletics, right? Yes. yes. I will let you have advantage against him. That's a nat twenty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I'm not even gonna roll. You, oh. as the blade slings past you, you grab his wrist in one hand throw your arm against his chest and fully both arms push him off of the balcony he flips over the rail and crashes to the ground below Oof. he slams into one of the exhibition tables below him all of the relics all of the pieces of information on it just come crashing down on top of him does he seem mm. to still be alive you don't know all right He's not moving. Oof. Next in the order. Uh, is that all you're going to do on your turn? I think that while there are things Hayden could do, in this moment mm-hmm. they are just staring down at that body and going, no one from the flame gets any sanctuary from me. And just stares. <laughs> just taking, okay. taking a few seconds to relish the moment. Next is the Displacer Beast. The three academics are just constantly slamming it with chair. They're just walloping this thing with chairs. It is below a third of its health, and it's a wild animal. So it starts to calculate that this is not a fight that it's going to win. You see it sort of arch its back. <laughs> Growl at the three academics. 
And then it's going to turn and try and launch itself up the stairs to try and get away from everything. The academics are going to take <laughs> attacks of opportunity. Come on, Sasha. I thought you were going to try to kill Beth- Bethany for Sasha. a minute. Sasha. Oh, yeah. Sasha. I totally thought they were going to die. Sasha. Uh, they all Sasha. fail. Oh. Come on. They all, like, they all miss. And Sasha goes, yeah, you better run. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's okay. Some of us have performance anxiety. It's a normal thing. <laughs> the displacer beast sort of like and, and starts to run up the stairs. Uh, it is, it's, it's trying to get away. I think the the rush of the displacer beast up here toward me mm-hmm. breaks my focus on the assassin on the ground, and I look over and go, "Oh, yeah, kitty, kitty." <laughs> yeah, it it uses its full action to dash, so it is now on the balcony as well. Next in the order is Stump. So all that's really around me is the big guy who's in... He crashed. He's under exi- exhibit pieces right now. Are both of the assassins still alive? Uh, one of them is dead. The other one is attacking you. And has not been hit yet. And has not been hit yet. Oof, yeah, that's Are right. they technically next to Salome? No, since it ran up on you from behind. And you were and you were going to to help Salome. So Salome's in front of you, this guy's behind you. Great. So Stump is going to grab that vial of poison, again, that white powder, and is just going to shove it right in that guy's face. And okay. he's going to have to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Stump, you sure that ain't just sugar? <laughs> it, it shouldn't be. I guess we'll find out. I don't know if this is the time to find out. <laughs> That's a nat 20. <gasps> Jesus oh, Christ. No. I'm not even kidding. Casey's what is happening? Big Day. That's the title of this episode. Casey's Big Day. That's <laughs> <laughs> like your fifth? Yeah. Th- like, I, I, I am not kidding you. This is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. Oh. I, I've rolled five nat 20s and like two nat 1s. Brutal. I'm just going to stay right here and stab this guy with a dagger with my bonus action. Do it. That's a 15. Yeah, that hits. Well, that's only going to be a d4 of damage with no bonus because it's a bonus action. Okay. and hey, still something. Do it. Well, Bethany has dealt more damage than me in this fight because <laughs> that's a one. <laughs> Shout out Bethany, though. Bethany, apparently you could teach me some things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Beth- Bethany is Max's new character. <laughs> I mean, I take it. <laughs> uh, that is your turn. It is that guy's turn. Once again, you cover someone's face in powder, and it's just and it's and it's a masked face too. So it is just a blank white face now, and you see him go, and it's just like the powder like falls off, and he's gonna attack you. Oh God! God. I think Here it might go. be sugar. I, I'm so I moved some jars around last night because things were a little disorganized. I think it, you touched my jars. Yeah, well, you left them all over the place. I had to clean up camp. I had a very specific Portons organizational gets, process. Portons gets real grouchy if the camp's not clean, so I was just trying to help out, and I switched some jars around. Well, I get kind of grumpy when I throw powdered sugar on people instead of poison. Yeah, but you're kind of cute when you get grumpy. Salome, Salome, it's not sugar. It's dehydrated mayonnaise. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, no, I've made a grave mistake. Okay. Uh, On the first hit, uh, that is a 16 to hit. 
Yeah, that hits. And then on the second hit, it is a nat one. Yeah, baby. That's good because I would have gone down. So um, you take three points of damage. Oh, uh, great! I got that. And and that's it. Golly, what 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 a time! That's that guy's turn. Next in the order is Salome. Great. How far away am I from everybody? You're probably about like like ten feet from this assassin that's attacking Stump. Uh, you're probably a good 30 feet from the crushed exhibit that the other guy fell on. The All displacer right. beast is far out of range. Yeah. I'm going to walk over to the person that's attacking Stump then. Okay. And attack with, uh, just like attack with Booming Blade. Okay. And I think she's just sort of expressionless at this point. I think it's just fucking kill or be killed out here. Okay. Oh, I wish I rolled that when I had Hexblades Curse because it's a crit on a 19 or 20. That is a... 26 to hit? Yeah, it is. That, yeah, roll. Roll Mm -hmm. damage. I'm gonna do a second level smite on this. 36 damage. (laughs) What up? (laughs) (laughs) We're really good at this game, you guys. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we are all very good at this game. You guys (laughs) wonder why I don't take it easy on (laughs) y'all. I think I grab this guy's shoulder and, like, call out to the like whoever the tassel figure was okay. and be like come back we have some things to talk about and stab this guy through the like through the back Ooh. and send thorns like exploding through his body okay you do god like you do <laughs> half of this dude's health in one hit he is he is fully bloodied immediately as your sword plunges through him uh, thorns sprout out of the other side of him, like out of his back. Ugh. It's gruesome, and you like you feel your voice echo into spaces beyond this one. Oof. Next, it's always so like it's dramatic, the and then system. it's the academic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Salome is going full dark side, and then it's like Sasha and Bethany. Come out. <laughs> The academics turn and go, hell yeah, girl, that's what we like to see. And then they run up and start beating this dude with chairs. (laughs) I think Salome is like shaking, like is kind of like silly at heart and is shaken out of this like hyper-focused murder mode and is like, oh, yeah, you get him, girl. (laughs) (laughs) They all hit. Yes. (laughs) Do seven points of damage. What is happening? Incredible. They all just like whacking him with friggin' wooden folding chairs. You see like Bethany like like fully (laughs) breaks in half over his back and she goes Oh my girl's got a career in wrestling. Like raging like Oh my gosh! Uh, this dude is is looking extremely bad. Give him the dibs chair. on building Bethany's character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Last in the order, you see the pieces of the exhibition move, and the head assassin stands from this wreckage, and he's looking bad. Like he he slowly shifts his weight onto one foot. He raises a hand in the air, and then brings it down on the floor in front of him. A column of smoke rises up, and when it dissipates, he is gone. Yo, that's a high-level spell. Is he gone gone, or did he pull some chicanery and I can figure out where he went? (laughs) You know that he is gone from the room. 
All right. <laughs> and he is out of combat. Okay. Hayden, it's your turn. Yes, and I got a kitty cat to fight with. My hunter's mark could actually have some use again. Here, kitty kitty. I got a little treat for you. Just open your mouth wide open, and I got it right for you here. So that is a 22, a 20, and a 18. It is with disadvantage because this turn just started. Uh, let me redo my rolls then. Okay. Didn't the grad students get attack of opportunities? Oh, but they missed. They all missed. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Sasha. Come on, Sasha. Truly, I'm a delight at dinner parties. Come on. Are you? Yes. Are you? I have tasteful anecdotes. Question. Yes. With Hunter's Mark active, uh-huh. I have advantage on perception checks to find my quarry. Mm. Can I use that to undo the disadvantage? Can I, if I roll high enough on perception, can I figure out what the where the real displace a beast is? I think that that is fair. Uh, let's set it at a nice fifteen. All right. You're gonna your perception's off the charts. That's a that's a dirty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, Hayden, go get him. Would you like to take the original set of three rolls, or should I roll again? I mean, yeah, they're <laughs> they're gonna be like that. That's thirty-five damage. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do non-lethal damage, or are you just blowing this thing to high hell? As this huge cat is coming towards me, tentacles all akimbo. I'm ducking and dodging around it, hop up onto its back, and I have my crossbow pressed against its neck. Mm-hmm. And I lean in and I say, are you going to be a good kitty or are you going to be a bad kitty? Are you giving it the opportunity to submit? Yes. Roll intimidation with advantage since you would definitely be able to kill this thing in one shot. That's a 21. <sighs> you see the tentacles sort of arch up in order to try and like swipe you off its back. And then it sort of ducks its head down. Its tentacles fall, and it comes down onto all fours and lowers its head to the ground. There's a good kitty. There's a good kitty. Thank you very much there. (laughs) Yeah, Casey, you just gave us three academics and a displacer cat. Yeah, now we have a pet cat. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Kitty, 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 Is it kitty, pregnant? Kitty. Are we going to get a little displacer kitten? I'm not going to throw a pregnant... I'm not going to throw a pregnant <laughs> displacer beast into combat. <laughs> Next is uh, the displacer beast's turn. It is going to uh, fully submit for its turn. It's showing its little belly. Uh, no. Stop. Salome, this is what you get when you touch other people's stuff, and I just dump the rest of their white powder all over Salome. <laughs> it's sugar. <laughs> I just grab another vial that has like this swirling green liquid in it and I go and dump that on this other guy hoping to cast the poison spray cantrip correctly. (laughs) Oh shit, we gotta tell Charlie not to have any sugar in their tea. Oh no! (laughs) Is this concentration? No, it... Constitution. Constitution, uh, 15 constitution saving throw. Uh, fails. Yeah, looks like I just was grabbing the wrong vial yes! for this entire battle. So I'm going to just do a regular poison spray cantrip. So that's 2d12. Okay. And 
That's a 1 and a 12, so 13. There you go. Woohoo! Still a good amount. This dude is looking very bad off. And then I'm just going to take a bonus action offhand dagger attack. Do it. Okay. I'm right next to him now, so you should be able to get sneak attack on that, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, that's a 24 to hit. Yes. yes. <laughs> Seven damage. Stump. Yes. How do you kill this guy? So I fling the poison liquid on him, and then I just <laughs> smash the vial on him to finish him off. Good God. You toss poison in his face. You hear the sizzling of burning flesh. You take the jar in one hand and just, like, slap him across the face. Full palm, like, jar shatters into his face. He spins fully and hits the ground. And you are all out of combat. Salome, everything is still. Assassin is dead on the ground. There's another assassin dead behind you. Stump is wiping off his hand <laughs> from the shattered bits of jar. He's <laughs> got a little glass. The three academics are heaving. <sighs> All of the other academics are like hiding under chairs and are sort of like peeking out. You see Dr. Bancroft peeking over her lectern. Everything is silent. And you hear your words echo back to you for this entity to show themselves and as these echoes reach you and ring in your ears the specter appears appears in front of you and this is the first close look that you've gotten at this figure they are dressed in the filthiest duster you have ever seen as if it has never seen cleaning a worn saddlebag hangs across their chest beneath are layers upon layers of dilapidated clothes rags waistcoats scarves just layers and layers and layers of clothes blocking every inch of skin Worn leather gloves, patched in places, cover their hands. A deep, heavy scarf hides their face. Their long-brimmed hat extends almost to your forehead. Tassels rain down from its edges. These tassels have wrapped in them you now see religious objects. Some of them appear to be child's playthings. Some of them are rings. Some of them are watches. Pieces and bits in these tassels. And inside that layer of tassels, layers of veils help to obscure this figure's face. But beneath it all, you see two blazing blue eyes. And they see you. And they say, It's been so long. Have we met before? Not exactly. Who are you? 
Do you carry folks across the river? I... And then the silence of this room is ended as you hear a smash against the outside of the doors. You hear voices from outside saying, We gotta get in there! Unlock these doors! Now! We have an appointment inside! Who are you? Tell me who you are. Salome, you glance to the doors. You look back to see the figure looking at the doors as well. They turn back to you, and they say, Work needs done, but we will see each other again soon. I just nod. And they disappear on the wind. The door begins to buckle on its hinges. And from the stage, you hear Dr. Bancroft says, Folks, we got to get out the back door now. I can't take any more people. Uh, sure thing. Absolutely. The door begins to crack under its hinges. I'll be with you in a second, Doc. Before we go anywhere, though, did Stump see the big assassin poof away? The big assassin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody saw that. Cool. So... Stump is going to slip on his finder's goggles that he has, which is one of his magic items. Okay. And what they do is it allows me to use an action to examine an object to identify the aura of the last creature that touched it. Then I can make an insight check with a DC of 13 plus the number of days since it touched it, which is zero. And then on a success, I learn the creature's type and can immediately use the goggles to cast the locate creature spell. Okay. Nice. And mm. uh, it's it's an object that touched the creature? Yeah, so I'm just going to use the stuff that the guy fell into. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And it just happens? So I can see the aura, but I have to pass a DC 13 insight check to be able to track it. How far away does it track this creature? So it's officially the spell locate creature, which can track mm. something up to a thousand feet. Okay. And the last little bonus from my finder's goggles is that I get an additional D4 on insight checks. Okay, cool. There you go. Oh, dirty 20. Great. Um, Tell me you, where that guy is. You know, well, okay. You know that this, it says what type of creature it is? Yeah, learns the creature's type. I mean, it's a humanoid. An aura appears. You see that he is out the front of the, of the building you see that he is taking off down the street. Have they kicked in the doors yet? No, but they're about to. In fact, let, I'm going to start making rolls to see if they break down this door. And so with an insight, you know that these are Jameson Elite Guards, and they are here to take Dr. Bancroft. Oh, hey, y'all get Bancroft. I'm going to go get that guy. We'll meet back at the Wet Rat. You got a way to get past these people? I was just going to use the back door like she suggested. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, Dr. Bancroft, come right, with us. All right. Hayden, you're Great. welcome to come with if you want. I'm chasing the big guy. I've, um, I'd happily go with you. I've got a, I've got a thing that I'm doing right here. Okay. I lean down to the displacer beast, and I start to speak to it, and in a tongue I didn't realize I knew, I start speaking in Sylvan. Ooh. And I say, hey there, friend. I know you're hurt. I know some of that was from me. But if you come along with me, I'll take care of you. I'll heal you up, make you feel better, and maybe we could be friends. How's that sound to you? You get the sense that this creature will 
join you for now. As in, like, to get out of this building and to get healed up. But you don't know how far this creature will remain with you. But a temporary alliance is still an alliance. (laughs) That's her choice. All right. Come along, good buddy. Um, And if I have any kind of little bit of meat for my travel rations, I'll Mm. give it a little little bite and then lead it out the back. You hear another crash as the door is about to be pulled off its hinges. The displacer beast stands up on all fours. You are now on, you are riding the displacer beast. Okay, okay. (laughs) Let's do this. All right. It leaps onto the balcony and then down onto the floor below with its decks. It fully makes this jump easy peasy and then begins (laughs) just Uh, all of these academics are spilling out the back doors. Salome, you and Stump are like ushering everybody out. And then this displacer beast like leaps over the heads of these academics out the back doors into this alley and takes off down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and as the last of these academics, as Dr. Bancroft sort of pulls up as the last academic in line, says, all right, where are we going now? And as she says that, you hear the doors inside crash open. And someone says, Dr. Bancroft, we got a word to have with you. And that is where we'll pick up next session. Oh, we got to run. <laughs> Shit. I want to go to a pet store. <laughs> hey, we'll get you a real I'm pet. I'm suddenly but you very can't attached to the idea of an animal friend. You can't keep the big kitty forever, but you can set him free, then we can go find you a pet. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for listening to episode 10 of Mage Hand High Five, The Badlands. Want to hear us talk more about the show? Head over to our Patreon and join the Mage Hand down low. Check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash magehandhigh5. We have a whole talkback show where we get behind the scenes and get into all the juicy goodies. We've got 17 patrons already, and our first 25 all get a special fancy embossed card that says that you're one of the early patrons. It's a very cool thing. Hop on immediately to get on there because there are only a few slots left. Thanks to Jacob Kersner for our orchestrations and Shane Smith for our logo and cover art. Check out our website at www.magehandhigh5.com and look for us all over social media. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're wherever we're going to be. We're going to be there at Five. Go to your podcatcher of choice. Please go to your podcatcher of choice and throw a five-star review our way. Tell your friends about us. Tell your foes about us. Tell Greg. Greg needs to know about us. I know you haven't talked to Greg in a while. Just reach out and be like, hey, Greg, I've got something for you. And let me tell you about it using the hashtag MHH5. And finally, shout out to all of our subscribers over on our Patreon. We've got Al. We've got Al Forrest Oki. We've got Allison DeVelvis, AM Lovelies, Carrie, Das Carpenter, Diana Bacon, Jonathan Gunn, Julata Pang, Chloe Utley, Laura, Idasol, Liz Spar. Michael Clevenger, Sammy Richardson, Trenton Clover, and Tyler Gardner. If I said your name wrong, let me know. And hey, how about a high five?